Welcome once again to another live session of the Potter's Gate Online Broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to bless the Lord for another beautiful day. Thank God for his love, goodness, grace, mercy, and kindness over our life. This is the day the Lord has made. We will continue to rejoice and continue to be glad in him. And these are days where the Spirit of the Lord is bringing new emphases and leading us into new realities within the journey of our advancements in the reality of God's prophetic intention for this new day. So I'm very excited that we are dealing with some of the principles and, and, and you know, process that will allow us to be able to stand, not just in this day that we live in, but in the days to come. And so we want to continue to uh, look into the word of God and allow the Father to continue to minister to us and speak to us in relating to you know the principles that deals with our life our soul our spirit and obviously our body right we are in the day of the salvation of the total man and i know that many of the things that we've been talking about is a bit challenging to many who have not been exposed to you know some of this uh, uh, principle particularly in the area of the soul but well that's the reason why the father will have us look into these things so that we can have a holistic understanding of the intentions of the father for this brand new day so that when we talk about you know standing we can indeed have an understanding of what we are dealing with that we are not just building our in you know, our spirituality on some false foundation or you know some uh, uh, um you know half truth god wants us to be holistic he wants us to be made whole he wants us to have you know a broad insight a broad understanding of his ways of his intentions and of his desire and of the kind of expectations we are we are having all right and we're we're running with okay so I, i'm excited in my spirit that the father has continued to lead us on this path thank you so much pastor this morning for connecting really appreciate it so i i, I believe the father that will continue to deal with those things because it will help us to have you know an understanding and and you know and if you will insight into what true spirituality is and i think that is what matters in the days we live in that we're not living all right our life in in some assumption or we're not presuming anything but we're dealing with the things of the spirit as in as you know as they are all right that we understand what it entails to live life successfully on earth to live life amen within the concept of a holistic you know a, a spiritual life okay we we come into that concept of well-being all right for us to have a well-being life all right our spirit our soul and our body must align to god's word to god's truth to god's counsel we cannot just be running with some you know spiritual words we cannot be just running with quotations without really understanding what those words means and what they entail in terms of you know merging them you know transforming them into our concept of existence and if there is anything today that i feel personally that i feel matters as we look at all that is happening in the in the church is that we need to deal with the concept of our soul we need we need we need men we need truth we need people that have been cited in those areas so that we don't continue to make bad decisions we don't continue to allow the enemy to use our soul all right to 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 lead us into situations where we'll forever be 
you know, be, be uh, you know, be, be be regretting. God wants us to have, amen, a well-balanced spiritual, emotional faculty. All right, where when we make decision, we make decision because we know this is what the Lord, amen, will have us do. And when when we when we take our stand, we take our stand because we have a clear understanding. In fact, it's becoming clearer that we can't even pray effectively if we don't know. All right, what the spirit of the Lord has said in regards to our in our faculty, our soul life. Because our soul, like I said, it was yesterday or a few days ago. Our soul is very intelligent. Our soul can hijack and derail us even from the kind of you know a, a, a prayer life, you know, or you know, communion the Father wants us to have. Because you can you can be saying the right thing while you know your mind, your heart, your you know, your your thought pattern is somewhere else. No, we, we want to be present. We want our entire life to be present. Like I said, there's nobody that can really worship God all right, without an expression of the soul. So if the soul is still under some influence that is contrary to the ways of God, contrary to you know the will, the will of God and the purposes of God, how can such a worship be accepted in the sight of God? Because Jesus said, "This people they draw near to me with their mouth. He said, he said but their heart is far from me. That is, that's a serious thing. All right, that we can live our life all right, in our spirituality, in fact, in an atmosphere of, of pretense. Thank you so much, my dear sister, for connecting also. Thank you. All right, that we can live our entire spiritual life all right, in a state of pretense. And I think when you look at okay, the result of what we're producing as, uh, you know, as spiritual people, as Christians today, uh, it, 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 it tells us that something is not jiving, something is not connecting somewhere. There's a disconnection. There's a mis mismatch somewhere all right, with what we're talking about because at least I have come to this conclusion that the word of God Amen. Is real that the word of God is true. That what God, God, what God has given to us, Amen, is authentic. At least that is something everybody, every follower of Christ, must come to, you know, conclude in their own personal walk with God. All right, that you're not just following because somebody told you, or because somebody said, or because somebody preached. You have to come to that point where you have come to a decision that this word is real, is true. That I have come to understand. That I have come to conclude in my own personal life. This is not a general thing. Every one of us must have, because it's important that we have that general, excuse me, that personal connection. Because you discover that certain people, after a while, they've walked with God. They've done, you know, they, you, you see them, they're, they, you know, they're on this, you know, a, a path. And you think, wow, this, this person is really on fire for the Lord. This, just wait until something contrary. Just wait until something negative starts happening to that person. Just wait until something, all right, that, that, that begins to challenge what that person believes. Or just wait until something terrible begins to happen to that person. Suddenly you begin to see such a person deviate. What makes people you know, uh, backslide? What makes people turn away from God is because they have not come to that personal encounter. They have not, they've not had that personal experience of God. All right? If you have a personal experience of God, no matter what happens to you, you will continue the journey. The, the Lord never promised that the journey will all be all rosy. He never said everything is just going to be all easy. No. He said in this world we're going to face tribulation. We're going to face persecution. I mean, we just need to read about, you know, the, the tribulation the early church faced. Many of us will never be able to stand off of what, you know, the early church faced. Some of these people, the way they were jailed, the kind of torture the Roman Catholic Church, you know, put, you know, some of our, our brothers back then. We will not be able with the kind of faith, with the kind of the quality of faith we claim we have today. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, some people who are cook, half of the people who go to church to them, just jail them for seven days. Just put them in jail for seven days. I can, I can assure you, many people will turn away from Christ. Many. Many will run away. Just tell them. You know, like the church where, you know, where, 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 you know, we're challenged, you know. We don't want you to preach in the name of Jesus Christ again. <clears throat> they will not be able to say the same what that they, you know, but Peter and the rest said, you think about it. Are, are we supposed to, you know, <clears throat> are we supposed to follow you? Are you supposed to listen to what you guys say or, or to obey God? We, they say we rather obey God rather than man. Friends, so I'm saying that whatever we claim we believe, it's time to put it on trial. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's time to put our faith on trial. It's time to put our faith on trial. Put your faith on trial because that's how you're going to know if indeed you're tracking with God. Because I tell you, contradictions are going to come. And like we've been sharing, the, the essence of those contradictions amen, are not to you know, make us run away. They are to prepare us to face you know, the, the Jezebels of this world. All right? To face the real demonic strongholds that are coming. The powers of hell. Because we like it or not, days of darkness are coming. But if we increase in life, in light <clears throat> excuse me if we increase in the light and we walk in the light and we understand that we are carriers of the light then there is nothing you know paul will conclude he said what is it that will separate me from the love of god now we're seeing all this so that our prayer life our spiritual work is not based on some artificial you know uh, uh, um you know you know thing that we, we're not just living our life on, on make-believe. We, we, we're not just, you know, trying to psych ourselves. We're not, nobody's trying to psych anybody. We, we, this is real, friends. God forbid anything happens to us today. Our hands should still be lifted high and say, in God we trust. We need to prepare the, the last day church. Like back then we would say the end time church. We need to prepare the end time church for what is coming. And, and to be able to do that, we need to dive into the areas, amen, into the faculty, into the realms of our soul life. That our soul, you know, imagine Paul, somebody like Paul. If his soul was not, was not built, was not furnished, amen, with truth. Imagine what would have happened to that man. That guy would have just fallen away. <clears throat> I mean, he was persecuted. He, was, he, he faced trial. He, he faced torment. He faced famine. He faced lack. He was hungry. I mean, he faced persecution from the church or from government. I mean, from the Roman Empire. Just everywhere this man turned to. But he stood his ground. These are the kind of faith we need in this last day. The faith that began the church, all right, will be the same quality of faith. In fact, beyond that, that will end, amen, the days of the church. And we like it or not, God is bringing the church to, you know, to a closure. We're stepping into the day of the kingdom. I mean, these are statements that some people do not understand. When we make statements like this, like, what are you talking about? Yes, we're entering into the day of the kingdom. We, we, we're living the, the, the realm amen, of what men call church. We are coming into the day of the kingdom. And that's why we've got to prepare ourselves, amen, to, to, to live life within the structure, within the dimension of kingdom. Every aspect of our life, amen, must want, must desire, must long for, must, 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 must cherish the values of the kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God is coming near you. What do you think that kingdom will do when the kingdom finally makes a landfall? Yes, there's a kingdom from within coming out, but there's a kingdom from above also coming in. 
and we are coming into a divine convergence. There is a divine convergence that is taking place. We're coming into the place where the Spirit of God, Hallelujah, is connecting certain caliber of people. I, I, you know, yesterday the Lord dropped this word so strong in my spirit. He said, this is a time of divine convergence. God is converging us into a realm. God is bringing people who are called faceless, faceless people. I mean, I was showing my wife yesterday. The number of people all right, that we're connecting to what we're talking about, just from America alone. We got close to about 20, 18, 20 people that visited my site yesterday. You know, our block, you know, our block site. From, just from, people are hungry. And you can see what they are searching for. People are searching. People are, friends, God has broken the barriers. All these walls and barriers, all right, that, you know, that, that, that limited, you know, the, 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 the former church. God, God has broken that barrier. People are searching. People are connecting. People want the truth. People are longing for an answer. And so we cannot afford in our day to be playing around, to be playing church, all right, to be doing our own thing. No, it's time, amen, we connect. So that when we say, let us pray. Our prayer, hallelujah, can be fervent. Our prayer can be heard. And our prayer, amen, can bring real-time, you know, uh, impact. This is a day of harvest. But for us, to, for us to understand what God is doing, we have to be real. We have to be real. We have to, we have to connect with the spirit of the word of God. We have to connect with the heart of the Father. The days of just pretending, the, the days of just doing our own thing, the day of just, you know, following, you know, you know, some, you know, some man's just, you know, just following the trend. All right. No, no. Those days are over. It's time to be real with the things of the spirit. And that's why we want to, we want to understand, amen, the reality of our redemption. We want to understand, amen, the reality of our covenant with the Father. We want to have a divine connection, a divine experience. We want to be able to touch. We want to be able to feel. We want to be able to, hallelujah, connect with the heart of God so that when we start praying, our prayer can move mountain. Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a monster seed, you can say to this mountain. Think about that. Why is it that we're saying to little issues and they, they just stagnant they're there looking at us <clears throat> they never move so it's not about god it's about us and if it's about us then we have to look into our lives we have to look into our minds we have to look into our thoughts we have to remove things that are not supposed to be there we have to begin to shed off amen every weight and sin we have to begin to con cut off amen every wrong you know uh, uh, you know relationship amen every toxic you know relationship everything every idea every false expectation every lie in our life whatever lie we have built our life on amen whatever self you know deceit we have built our life on we've got to clear those things off it's time to stand before the Lord naked and be real and say, this is me. I want to journey with you, Father. I want to walk with you. I want my life to honor you, to glorify you. I want this, this, this next season of my life, amen, to be, to be, you know, to, to bring glory and honor to you. So let's look at Thessalonians again. Uh, um, let's look at five, first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 again and 20. Uh, uh, yes, let's look at verse 22 and 23. It says, abstain from all 
all forms of evil. We looked at the scripture yesterday. I'm just going to touch on them. Then we'll look at one or two other scripture. And then, because what we're just doing basically, like we said, this is soul food. We, 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 we're trying to cleanse our soul. We're trying to, you know, you've got to just engage this thing. You know, the soul is very, very, very slick, very, very cunning. The soul is, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, at least I have read enough, but I know it's still not enough, but I've known enough about the human soul. The human soul is very, you know, very deceptive. The fallen human soul is very, the soul, I tell you, will give you a form of godliness. Your soul will tell you, yes, it's all well. The soul will give you false joy. The soul will give you false expectation. The soul will make you feel happy because the soul just wants you to feel, not because your happiness, your sense of joy is derived from what you know in the word of God. That's why I said a lot of people, all you need is just to get a little pin and just punch that bubble. Pop. You just see their spirituality go... Their spirituality is based on what, what is around them, what they have. The moment you start taking what they don't have, the moment they, they, there's a need in their life, then you see their true, you see their true face, you see their true color. You've got to remove the marks. You say, abstain from every form of evil. We're dealing with this, all right? And abstaining, deal with the condition of our heart, all right? <laughs> you know, desire begins from the state of the heart. Yeah, amen. Longing and passion begins from the state of the heart. All right? If we don't deal with this, our concept of truth within the structures of our spirit will always be at loggerhead. We'll always be warring. No, it's time to channel amen, our strength to the real enemy. Let's stop using our strength, fighting things, amen, that, that is wasting, amen, our time in, 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 in the things of the spirit, in the advancement. While we're dealing with all this, amen, like I said, is to be able to prepare us to engage the real enemy. There's a real enemy out there. All right, we want to deal with issues happening in our, in our nation, in society, in our family. All right, we want to be able to deal with issues happening in the body of Christ. But if we are not ready, if we're not being prepared, all right, if we don't, I mean, if the enemy can still find something in us that can that he can use, because a lot of have you noticed that many people today who the enemy is defeating are being defeated on the field. The enemy is defeating them on the field. Many, while they are doing what is called ministry, that's where the enemy destroys them. He uses their secretary. He uses somebody in the church. He uses one person around them. He uses, you know, uh, the accountant. He uses all kinds of things all right, to defeat them on the field. Why? Because they were never prepared. They were never prepared for the battle. They were never prepared for the journey. They were never prepared. All right? The Bible says the prince of this world. I mean, look at this. Not a devil, not one little demon. Jesus said the prince of this world came. The prince. Friends, the moment we begin to say we want to deal with the issues of the kingdom, expect the prince of this world to come to you. Is the, 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 listen, they're not going to send one little small demons here. No, they're going to send. The, I hope we understand that we live in a world that is, that is governed by organized principality. They know, they know how you live life. They, you see, it's just like today when you talk about, you know, the world of computer. Everything you punch on your computer, you know, online, real time. Everything you punch on your computer is captured by Google. Every word you punch, you, 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 you press. Every, if you say such Isaiah, that word is captured. They store that word. I mean, I was shocked a few days ago when I discovered, you know, something like this. My good God. Well, no, in fact, not a few days ago, last week. 
I mean, the, the Google just sent me a message about, you know, you know, my information. What do I want to do? I'm like, look, I mean, I've known this before, but I didn't know it was this bad. And I was even trying to, you know, reset the thing. The thing would not allow me. So you cannot hide. That's the point that I'm making. Every, every word, everything. You're searching for some, even, you know, I like to use the voice, you know, the voice note sometimes because, I know, you know, you know, typing all the time, you know, is a bit difficult. So you just say, look for X, Y, Z. Everything. Every, there's no hiding. So I'm just using that as a point of, you know, uh, 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 you know, to explain that the end, the prince of this world know you. They know you. <laughs> they know. They know when you're real. They know when you pretend. They know when you're searching for that thing that you're not supposed to search for. <laughs> they know every aspect of you. They know every aspect of your move. All right. I mean, there were places that I've been to three, four years ago that I, I've, I've even forgotten that I've been there. And when I was looking at this thing last week, I mean, Google Map was tracking me, was tracking me. And I could, rem I could not remember that I even put that thing on, you know, you know, on, on, on set. I, I never, I, I, I did not, in fact, I did not set it. But listen, that thing was places I've been to. Yes, you, you cannot hide. They catch your real-time data. This is what you, this is what they call you know uh, the big data. We we cannot hide. The prince of this world has your data. So the point that I'm making is, friends, if your life is not in sync with God, if our mind, if our thought is not in sync with of, you know with God, when the prince of this world comes for you, when they want to get you, they will get you down. This is this is this is how we need to track our work with God. So you don't let no one devil amen, push you into you know, a state where you begin to feel depressed. And they say, look at her. She's feeling depressed. Look at him. The prince of this world tells that demon, capture, just capture that mood. Capture that thought. Capture that word. Capture that feeling. Start it. We're going to use it in 10 years time. <laughs> we'll use it in 10 years time. We'll use it maybe in 5 months time. When you are forgotten. Then they bring back that thing. Yes. So if we really want to say we're standing in this last day, we have to deal with this issue. And I know many people, all right, they, 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 don't, they, they don't like what we're talking about because it makes them feel uncomfortable. If truth makes you feel, if truth makes you comfortable, then you're hearing, you're listening to the lie. If you're hearing a word that makes you feel comfortable, that word is not putting you on your toes, that word is not challenging you, then something is wrong with that message. Because at every point in time, you should be, amen, on the edge. Amen. These are days we must live on the edge. We want to live on the borderline. We want to live on the edge. Hallelujah. We want to advance. We, we don't want to live so comfortable and feel, yes, we've arrived. No, there are no arrival. Amen. We continue to push ourselves. We continue to push. Amen. The narrative. We continue to, if there is anything in me, a pride, if there's any out of pride, any out of anger, any altar of, you know, lustful desire, if there's any altar of loss after money, material things, anything, amen, in me that the enemy can use. That's the purpose. I was saying it yesterday. The reason for purification, amen, is not just because, you know, yes, we, we, we need to be holy. Holiness is just, you know, uh, what do you call it now? You know, is a means to an end. Holiness is not the end. Living a holy, a holy, a holy life, amen. You know, a sanctified life is just a means to an end. It's not the end, <laughs> friends. It's not the end. 
that when we preach, it's time to live our life in divine alignment. It's time to live our life, amen, in divine connection. It's time to live our life glorifying God, honoring God. Friends, it's not the it's not the end. It's just a means. It's just a means because the Bible says only the pure we see the Lord. So if we want to see God, we want to track with God, amen. The word "see the Lord," amen, encapsulates the entire you know order of the prophetic life. Amen. We cannot talk about, you know, living a prophetic life. Amen. Entering into the dimension, amen, where we can track God and be able to represent the intentions of God in the earth if we don't have a pure life. Because the Bible says only the pure in heart will see, will shazar, will understand, amen, will connect. So if we cannot see God, how can we begin to talk about the things of the Spirit? How can we begin to track, amen, the things of the Spirit? How can we use, amen, the things of the Spirit? If we cannot see him, it means that we're living our life in perpetual blindness. So you see the reason. This is this is the this is the idea. This is the concept mindset I want you to have when we deal with these things like this. That you know, when you talk about living a life that glorifies God, it's not because God just wants you to be just you know be be cool in terms of being holy. No, that's not what we're talking about. Holiness is power. It's a position of power. It's a position of strength. Position of abstinence is a position of strength, is a position of authority that gives us boldness. It gives us, it gives us a position in the earth. It gives us a voice in the earth. You know, when when I know that there's something troubling me, or something negative troubling my soul, it makes me feel weak. I can't speak the way I need to speak. All right, you 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 feel you feel you know you know afraid. You feel frightening. You feel you know uh, insecure. You you feel like you know you you you've been reduced. In fact, that's what it does. It reduces you. But when you live your life, hallelujah, in purity, you have an understanding. Amen. That hey. God has God, God God is with me. You know, every time you have that sense of the presence of God, the result, the production of your life is always boldness. It's always come on, let's go forth. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why the enemy doesn't want us, amen, to touch this thing because he knows that if he can find believers on earth, do you think those believers back then in, in the in, in you know in the early church? You think they had everything? No. All they had was purity of a life. And that purity made them to stand before kings, stand before empires, stand before, you know, Pharisees and, 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 and you know, religious elites and challenge them. So we will kill it. They say, go ahead. We are not afraid. Listen to this. Fear. Fear is the product, amen, of, of you know, of, of, of stain in our life. When, when, when you are in sin, you are afraid. Sin produces fear. The Bible says fear brings torment. It torments you. You, you, lose, you lose power. So why would you trade that for boldness? Why would I want to trace, you know, trade boldness for fear? Come on. Just think about it. Just think about it. So you tell that desire. You wait. You tell that passion, no, you have no place here. You know what? Because, because my purity has got a mission. My purity has got a mission. My, my walk with God as, you know, my living life, you know, in, in that, you know, a, a horizontal order has got a mission. My standing with God, amen, has got a mission. When you have love and compassion for people, when you look at the field, you see how, how white the field is. You see, amen, creation groaning and crying. Come on. The least you can do is to, is to say, God, send me. And if you make that kind of a prayer, you make that kind of a call, God, send me. Then God said, okay, if I'm going to send you, I need to prepare you. And one of the ways I'm going to prepare you, amen, is to cleanse you. 
Because the enemy out there is going to throw mud at you. The enemy out there is going to throw things at you. And when he throws those things and they stick, you know why they're going to stick? Because there is something in you that says yes to those things. But when the enemy throws things to you and they can't stick, then you are ready. Come on. So God will prepare you. God will send all kinds of temptation and trial across your way. He's preparing you. Joseph was prepared or else he would have bowed, he would have bowed the knees amen, to the wife of Potiphar. Come on. David was prepared or else he would have thrown the javelin amen, into the soul, into the heart amen, of, 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 you know, of Saul when he had the opportunity. Come on, tell me. Amen. We, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. And preparation, amen, is not some, some, you know, some strange, you know, uh, mission somewhere. It's looking deep into our spirit and start getting read. Bible says cast down every imagination. You know, you know I, 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 I was thinking about, I, in fact, I was thinking about, I read something yesterday. And, no, no, I was listening to something. And suddenly I realized that what I was listening to, I mean, I was listening to a man of God, in fact, preach on, on a particular topic. And some of the things that he was saying, all right, sound very, you know, very, how do I put it now? It sounds good, but technical, because he's one of these key apostles. But in my spirit, I knew what this man is saying it really is not, is, is not right. But the way he, the way he presented it, I mean, it sounds like, yes. And my spirit was troubled. And my spirit, I mean, have you been in that situation where you hear something or you read something, or you saw something, and suddenly your spirit just get, I mean, I start getting, you know, my spirit start getting troubled. Troubled. And I didn't understand why my spirit should be getting troubled. So I said to the Lord, well, you know what this man is saying? It's, uh, it's not jiving with my spirit. But Lord, I respect this man. I respect his office. I respect his position. He is a voice. But Lord, help me. And at that moment, I, I, my spirit started feeling, you know, that sense of calmness. Because listen, I, I can hold what that man say. It could be a mistake. And I'm sure, I'm sure if he had to go back and listen to some of the things he said, I'm sure he would have said it in a different way. And he would have said it, you know, in a more enlightened way. Because I respect the man. This is, this is somebody I believe he's got inside. And he's a voice in South Africa in terms of his apostolic ministry. But then, I said to myself, something is not right here. Um, you see, and it's so easy for me. You see, I can, I can take what this man say and suddenly I start developing resentment for him. Because that's how the soul works. But I said no to myself. I'm not going to, because when you start, when your spirit or your soul start feeling, you know, somehow regarding something, you need to, you need to redirect immediately. Don't wait for later. Immediately redirect your soul, your spirit back to the right alignment. Particularly most times is in your soul. You may feel something, all right, that is not, con that is not right in your spirit and your soul. You know, remember your soul is that emotional aspect that expresses how you feel. Yes, you need to bring your emotion back, amen, and bind your emotion to the direction, to the direction of the Lord and to the you know to the right way God will have you think because in every situation there's a way God wants us to think I mean and I know immediately that God doesn't want me to think negative about this man of God because he made this statement because he made this it could be a mistake in the fact it's a mistake and we all make mistakes sometimes I also can make mistake amen so so you see immediately the soul wants to hijack that and you know the way the soul will hijack something and overstretch the thing and if you're not careful that little problem becomes a bigger problem. So I dealt with it immediately. And that was it. 
and, and these are the kind of life. And I tell you, friends, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while for our soul to adjust. Because you can look at people uh, and look at them through the eyes of what they did to you, what they, to, uh, through the eyes of what they did some years back to you. All right? And that emotion comes back and start playing. Meanwhile, th that person has changed. But your, 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 your mind recalls the emotion amen, of the wrong thing they did to you, of, you know, of how they abused you, of how they misused you, all right? of how they misunderstand you, or how, how they challenge you. And that's how we continue to repeat our past. We continue to repeat the past. So the scripture says we need to abstain from every form of evil. This is not just some big evil here. It could be a thought. It could be just a word. It could be a suggestion. You know, it could be the way you look at something or you look at someone. <clears throat> the scripture says we need to abstain from every form of evil. It says may the God of peace. Peace is the umpire that's, that must guard our soul and our spirit in this last day. Friends, whatever you're doing. You need to search for the peace of God within it. Whatever we're doing, we need to search for the peace of God. Even while you're praying, make sure you're praying in peace. You can't be praying in anxiety. All right? If prayer it means a conversation with God, then pray within that you know, context of you having a conversation. Be there. Be there in peace. And when you're doing, amen, uh, 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 you know, you're doing something else, make sure the peace is guiding you. In your workplace, have peace. All right? In your relationship with family, make sure you have peace. Peace is powerful. Peace will, peace will put, you to in, put you in the position where the enemy will not be able to take advantage of your life. You see, all this deals with the faculty amen, of, our, of our soul life. When I have peace, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Sanctify you completely. And may your entire spirit, your soul, and your body. I brought out this scripture yesterday just to highlight this point that you see what we're dealing with has to do with your entire spirit, soul, and body. It said be kept blameless. So if our soul needs to be kept blameless, don't you think we need to talk about this? Yes. If, if God says our soul must be kept blameless, it means the soul can be stained. Amen. The only person basically that clean our spirit man, amen, who, that was dead was Christ. The death of Christ on the cross, amen. Amen. Brought our, our spirit back to life again. In fact, our soul and body. But guess what? The body and the soul still requires, amen, our agreement to what has been done in terms of aligning our thoughts, amen, to what God has done to, to what God has done. Or else the soul that has always assumed the position of leadership will continue to lie to us will continue to frustrate us. will continue to paint the wrong picture. And what we're trying to do is basically to call back the soul to order. To call back amen, our thought, our faculty back to order. And say, hey, wait a minute. That's not the way to behave. That's not the way to think. That's not the way to deal with things. All right? That's not the way to look at people. That's not the way to talk to somebody. No, you don't do that. You must love people. You must honor people. You must respect people. All right? Don't look at people. All this you're doing within you. You respect Amen. It says, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your entire spiritual and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Father, uh, friends, we're doing this because we know the Father is coming. We're doing this because we know the kingdom of God is coming. Amen. Now there's a scripture quickly I want to also read to you just to also buttress what we're dealing with. Uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 21. Paul says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, 
I mean, many times we've read this, but I just quickly want to bring it out again. He said, I find this law. Now, the word law there is, if you will, it's, 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 it's a principle. I find this principle because a law, amen, is like a principle. All right? A, a, a law is that which has been established. You can't change it. So Paul said, I find this law that has been established in me, all right, that is at work in me. It's a law, you know. Like I said, a law is a system. <clears throat> I was explaining this some time back. A law is like a system, all right. When you set a system in place, in fact, you don't need, you don't need somebody, all right, to be guiding that thing, to be leading that thing. Once it's a system, it, you know, it, it fixes itself. It operates by itself, all right. You know, sometimes many of us have got an alarm clock. We set it. We set it, all right, uh, uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock, wake me up. And the alarm clock never fails as long as there's battery there. <laughs> you know, it, it wakes you up. Yes, it's a law. Laws are set in place. When you set a law in motion, it operates automatically. It's I find this law, this system in my body. Although I want to do good, all right, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Amen. Evil is there. Uh, uh, evil, evil, the, you know, the concept of evil works through a law. And the Bible calls that law the law of sin and death. That's the nature of the fallen man that resides in the soul. Those are the things we want to correct. We want to correct that law. We want to change that law. We want to change that system. <laughs> this, is, this is why we are hammering on this. This is why I've been talking about this for the past two weeks. About. Yes, because we want to correct something in us. Amen. That always trigger wrong when we want to do right that makes us to stick to the wrong when our desire is to do right i want you i want you i want you to understand that it's not enough to desire because remember desire itself amen desire itself is is within the ambience amen of your soul life so you you desire things from your soul all right you can desire and sometimes there are other laws that is working within the structure of your soul that are stronger than your desire there are certain, you know, you know, things in, within the construct of your desire that are that have stronger voice. They'll tell you, keep quiet. You desire righteousness, but but something else say, you better be quiet. I'm I'm the boss here. I'm the boss here. So he said, I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, I want to do. It's, it's a desire. He said, I want to do good. When I look at what is happening today, you know, look at that guy that was jailed lifetime. That raped, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a girl, you know, you know, in in a restaurant. I mean, this the guy is still young. I'm asking myself, why would this guy do such a thing? I mean, what in the world is ministering to these people? There's a law that is at work in them. You see, w when you look at all the evil happening around, somebody get, just get a gun and start shooting other people. You're just killing people. Or you start stabbing people. Or you start, you know, raping, you know, toddlers. You ask yourself, what is wrong with these people? There's a law. The love, the love, wickedness, the destructive law. The e there's evil in people. There's evil in people. Yes. When, when you see all that, in the next few minutes, hours, you open the telly. 99% of the news you're going to hear are evil news. How some people, family were murdered, four family were killed. You know, somebody God did, God done. You know, it's all evil, 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 evil. It tells you how evil is working in the heart, in the life of people. All right? And we may not be at that terrible in terms of carrying out evil, but we also think evil thoughts. It's just that, amen, we have, you know, certain level of truth to, to you know, to, to, 
to suppress those things and know. And if we don't continue to grow in truth, listen to this, evil thoughts will grow in us. Evil ways will grow in us. Evil desire will grow in us. Yes, because it's in the soul. It doesn't mean that your spirit is not safe. Your spirit is safe. It's just that you are not, amen, you're not empowering your spirit man, Alea, to, to superimpose his authority over the fallen kind of, you know, uh, uh, soul. So that's what we're trying to do. That is what has not been taught in the church. That is what many people are not teaching their people. That yes, oh, this person is, give, is giving his life to Jesus Christ. But have you helped that person to deal with his or former life? Ah, if any man be in Christ, all things have passed away. Yes, that is the scripture and that word cannot be broken. But then you have to balance that scripture with other scripture. Amen. Because Paul, amen, in Romans, in the book of Romans, was not writing to unbelievers. He was writing to Christians in Rome. Who were fighting all kinds of, you know, devil, all kinds of lustful, you know, desire. In fact, Paul was using his own life to preach to these people. Because he just said it here. This is Paul. So we want to know how Paul tracked God, walked with God to the point where he became this, you know, almost like superhuman in the things of the Spirit. Well, he told us that he found this law in walking in him. That when he wants to do what is good, evil is present. So how did he overcome that thing? This is what we should be tracking. This is what we should be teaching the people so that we can have strong believers. Our strength is not defined by, you know, some fleshy, carnal, materialistic thing. Our strength is defined in the Lord. And that means we have a knowledge of his ways and we are applying that knowledge into every area of our life. When I sit down, my mind, I bring my mind, amen, to order. When, 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 I'm, when I'm tracking, when I'm with my family, you know, everything that I do, I do them deliberately because that is what the word of the Lord will have me do. I mean, when I'm done, you know, pre preaching, teaching, I mean, I take time to sit with my children and, and commune and play with them and talk to them because I don't want to succeed in one area and fail in the other area. And I minister to them and I make them to understand how what life is all about. You see, you, you, you have to be present. You have to be able to engage. You have to be able to relate. Amen. In truth or else the enemy is going to use one area of your mystic. Amen. To get you down. It says in verse 22. For in my inner being. <clears throat> for in my inner being. I delight in God's law. Did you see now? He introduced another word. In God's law. So he said there is a law that is at work in me. A law. And I told you that law is a system. That law is a principle. That law is a value standard. Alright? It says, it says in verse 22, For I delight, excuse me, in verse 22, For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. What, what is he talking about in my inner being? In my spirit. He said, I delight in God's law, even though, amen, there is, there is another law that is at work in me. Alright? That allow evil to be present, even though I want to do good. He said, but I delight in God's law. So you see two laws working in him now. Two systems working in him. Okay, you get that. Two systems work. He said, but, but I see another law at work in me. He's repeating himself again in verse 23. He said, but I see another, another system at work in me. This is the falling kind of, you know, nature. This is the old Adam. Amen. This is the old Adam still, you know, locked in his soul. He said, but I see another law, another system, another standard, another belief, amen, at work in me, waging war. 
waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin that is at work in me. What is, what is that another law now? It seems we're looking at the third law here. What is this other law? This is the other law where the enemy suggests, all right? Because you see, like I said some time ago, the enemy cannot destroy or walk or do anything through your life or use it to do anything if amen is not if it's not finding something to agree with aha if it's not finding something to agree with you know there's power in agreement what you agree with listen to this what you agree with controls you seizes your life there are three laws we've seen this far let's go back again for i find this law at work in verse 21 he said, for I find this law at work in me. Although I want to do good, evil is there. Evil is there. Evil is there with me. So it seems this law is, is, is within amen, the, 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 the realm of his soul desire. The realm of his desire. He said, for in my inner being, in my inner being. So he's talking about his spirit now. I delight in God's law. I delight in God's law. But there's a desire in me. There's something else. That, that, that wants something contrary to God's law. I say, but I see another law at work in me. Waging war against the law of my mind. The law of my mind is that law, amen, where he's saying evil is present. The law of your mind is, 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 is that realm, amen, that needs to be sanctified. He said that, that, that this other law is waging war against the law of my mind. What are the law of his mind? How he thinks, how he feels, how he desires. Amen. His intelligence. Praise the name of the Lord. These are the law of his mind. He said, for I find another law. Amen. Waging war. I find another, but I see another law at work in me. That's why, friends, humans are the most complex being. If only we know what is going on. I mean, some people go to school to study psychology. They go to study to, stu to, to you know, to, to school to study how people behave, how people think. They study psychology, then you have in you know, psychology, you have other branches, you know, you have sociology, you have all kinds of, you know, you know, psycho, you know, analysis, you've got all kinds of, you know, departments that people try to study. And with all this studying that, you know, man has been able to, you know, to, to, to coin out by just observing humans. And these are powerful, powerful, you know, uh, uh, you know, courses you go to study. I mean, I, I, I read some books on psychology. They are very good. But guess what? They are still limited. Because what we're dealing with here, amen, are more of a spiritual thing. They are more of a spiritual battle. All right? They're more of a spiritual battle. So, so how, how, how do you come to, you know, conclude by just observing? Observation does not give you. That's why people, sometimes it's fine. You, when you watch some of these crime movies, you, you, you just look at the people shocked. But we know this guy. You see, because like I said, the human soul is very corny. If, if, if you want to do something and you don't want people to catch you, you know what to do. Come on. You know, some people, they have criminal minds. And you look at those those detectives, the way they study the criminal, you know, criminal mind. You, I mean, you go to school to, to school to study criminology. I mean, criminology is a course in psychology. Just to understand how criminals think and how they behave and how they plan or how their attack. We need to study God's word. This is this is a course on its own that we can we can bring out and and expand and make it a course just to help people understand. 
what is going on in their life. Some people don't know what is going on. That's why people, people can wake up one morning and decide I'm going to kill myself. Alright? They say, because I can't take this again. I can't take this pain again. Where's the pain? It's not a physical pain. It's a pain in their heart, in their mind. Alright? Their mind has been captured by all kinds of ideas. You hear people, they, they, they will tell you they're hearing voices. Oh yes, they hear voices. Yes. Listen, friends, this thing is real. You, 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 you listen to some people's testimony that, that, that have committed murder and they ask them, what led you to this? They say, I had a voice in me. I had a voice that tell me to kill the person. I had a voice in me. Listen, friends, these things are real. That's why in the days we're living, friends, we have to take care of our, our emotion, our mindset, our belief system. The entire faculty of our life, our desire must be... You have to find out more on this thing. Just follow noisemakers. Don't get your life, amen, carried away by men of God that excite you. But they cannot inform your life to the level that you are transformed. Christians today are the most weakest humans. Our understanding of the soul is weak. When you, when, you, when you put the soul of Christians and, and put it together, all right, or put, it, put them together in a class with the soul of unbelievers and said they should, you know, uh, they, they should have a conversation, the unbeliever will flood the Christian, will flood, because unbelievers, when it comes to their soul, they are highly intelligent. They know, they know what their soul wants. Christians, no, you don't know. We just follow like a zombie. That's why they say people give their life to Jesus. It's like they lose their mind. They, they don't lose their mind. They submit their mind to the devil, to the enemy. Because listen, he says there is another law working against the law of my mind. Making me a prisoner of the law of sin that is at work in me. This scripture 25 years ago changed my life. This is where my Christianity, I'm sharing with you. I have a whole, in fact, I did a whole book, a whole material. I, I lost it some time ago, but I found it again. But I, I'm, and I'm just trying to redevelop it again. I did a whole training on, souls, on, on salvation based on the book of Romans. Friends, this is not a joke. If you really want to be serious with your walk with God, you have to, you have to dive into this thing. You lock yourself into this thing. It could take you the next three, four months. Let it be. But when you come out, you know you have passed this curriculum. You've, you've passed these syllables. And you can say to the devil, come, make my day. Throw it. Bring it here. Bring it on. I'm ready for you. But don't, but don't, don't venture to say you want to fight the enemy if your soul amen, is still defeating you. If your emotion, if your faculties, amen, have not been captured, if the devil and circumstance can still define how you, how, how happy you will be, amen, if, if situation around you can still define your state of joy, come on, if people can still tell you, amen, how, how, how you should feel, then you are not ready yet for the things of the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is righteousness, right horizontal lifestyle, not vertical. People who live their life in the vertical order are defeated. 
everything the news say, everything the social media say, everything their friends say, everything the circumstance, whatever the economy say affect them. They live like this. If you live your life in this order, listen to this, you will just become a casualty of every situation happening around you. But if you have a standing, you have a proximity, you have an horizontal lifestyle, you can minister to the issues around you. You see, that's why before, when I get up in the morning, before my leg touches the ground, my connection first to the author of life, to the author of life, to the definer of my day. No circumstance define my day. No human is that important that would define my day. No, he defines my day. When you step out of that bed, hallelujah, you step into victory. Because your mind is captured by him. Your mind is captured by his love. Come on, friends. I'm going to stop here this morning. This is where we're going to stop this morning. Then hopefully tomorrow we'll continue. We're tracking, amen, the principle of sanctification as we deal with soul food. All right? I find, we're reading Romans 7, 21. So I find this law at work in me. It's a law. It takes a law to defeat another law. It takes a higher law to defeat a lower law. It takes a stronger law to defeat you see in life there are rankings of authority right yes in government there are rankings of authority yes so it is in in the space of man so it is in your inner life all right your body has got laws your soul has got laws your spirit has got laws the highest of the laws that defines your life is your spiritual law but guess what your soul also amen has got laws and they function by laws. And they are powerful laws. The law of desire. That's why you, you hear people like, uh, uh, is, is it, uh, what's, what's his name now? Mike Murdoch. Back in those days. He likes to write, you know, uh, you know, books on these laws. The law of desire. The law of motivation. The, the law of asking. The law of seed. He's got, yes, because those things are laws. They are laws, you see. You see, you can take you can take just one law and, and, and build a whole syllabus around it and build a whole material around it. They're laws. That's how God designed life. Our life are designed based on laws. Another word for those laws, amen, is seed time and harvest time. Every law has got a seed time and harvest time. They've got, amen, a moment, amen, where they're sown, amen, and a period where they bring forth. That's why the scripture says, whatever a man sow, he will reap. Is a law. It's a law. Our life is governed and guided by laws. Laws, I say, they are principle. Amen. Laws are principle. Laws are system. A nation that does not have a system is a failed nation. This is why South Africa is failing because there are no system put in place. Alright, when you live, when you when you when you when you are leading a nation that does not have a clear, definite vision, you see, it takes a vision to build a system. When you build a system through a vision that 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 you know that drive that drives a nation, listen to this: either ANC or EFF or uh, whoever PDF. I wanted to say PDF, AD, whoever is there. Listen to the certain laws. You can't change it. It's there. 
So it's no longer about, oh, ANC wins or that one wins. No, because these laws guide where we're going. So you walk around those laws. So it's no longer about the person. It's no longer about the party there. It's about the system that defines where we're going. You see, when your life is designed and defined by system, you see, you cannot but to do what pleases the Lord. Many of us yet, we have not come to build and imbibe a system that governs our life. That's why we are in discipline. Because it takes discipline, amen, to put system in place. You see, when you put system in place, you won't be dilly-dallying when somebody comes to, you know, to, 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 to break that system or, or to try to, you know, uh, 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 um, circumvent the system. You judge them immediately. The moment they said this person amen, has been found to steal money, yes. This issue of uh, you have to wait until, no, no, no. The moment there are evidence that this person did X, Y, Z, regardless of who they are, they can be president, they can be, they can be the general, you immediately uncuff them and take them to jail. It makes every citizen, amen, to sit right. That's how, that's how nations are built. It takes America first to judge the Guptas before South Africa move. And yet we know <laughs> that everybody knows, everybody, even the dog in South Africa knows that the Guptas are, have done wrong. And that's why they keep saying our systems are wrong. Because if we live our life, we build our life based on system. Listen to this. Nobody can come and do anything and go away scot-free. No, no, no. The same thing in church. I was saying, I was saying a few days ago when we were talking, I said, when, when I was pastoring, the moment you enter the church, you just sit in front of the church, it tells us what we believe. It tells you what we stand for. And this is not just the vision statement. No, I'm talking about a mission statement. It's not enough to have a vision statement. You have to have a mission statement. Your mission statement, amen, defines the culture of the house as how we live life. I want to ask you a question before I begin to round up this morning. Does your, does your life have a vision? Yes, I'm sure you say yes. Do, does your life have a, a mission statement? If you have a mission statement, what are the culture that defines that mission? What are the philosophy that guides, that governs your life? What are the no-go areas? What are the borderlines? What are the boundaries? I found another law at work in me. If you, want to, if you want to defeat any person, make sure you crash their system. Yes? It's the same thing computer. Computer work by system. They speak to themselves. Speak, the system speak to themselves. You crash the system, that's all. You finish the computer. It doesn't work again. This is what the devil is doing. The devil is fighting a systemic battle. So it defeats us, amen, either through our weak system or he realized this we don't even have a system. No wonder they can be. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that we no longer be pushed what? Through and fro. Through and fro by every wind of doctrine. That we're no longer pushing here and there. Yes. This one pushes you here. This one pushes you there. It's because you have no system. There are no laws in your life. If there are system that guides your life, you are stable. You see, that system is what? Horizontal. Yes. Father, we thank you this morning. We'll continue to talk about these things. And somebody said, but we, you're supposed to be praying. But we're praying. We're praying. Because these things informs how we pray. We rather pray a few prayers that are effective. That speaks deep 
into the issues of our life. Because prayer is not measured by time. No. Prayer is defined by values, by relevance, by understanding, by truth. And Father, this is not just a conversation with, with, with you. It's a conversation with ourselves. Because we want to know the things you've given to us. We want to know the riches of this word. We want to know how to live by them. We want to know how to operate in them. So when we engage life, we know what to do. We are not overreading. We are not controlled. We are not, we are not charmed. We are not frustrated. We are not pulled away because of circumstance that we find ourselves still in charge of the steering. Father, we thank you this morning that as you continue to speak to us about our soul life because our soul life is important to our spiritual life. Our spirituality is not complete without our soul submitting to the influence, to the order, and to the directives of the Spirit. Because indeed, when you breathe unto man, you breathe unto man, he became a living soul. So, so, so the, 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 the reality of our soul is a combination of your breath and who we are. And this is important that we reclaim back the system of our life. That we, the way we think, that the way we view things, that the way we treat ourselves and the people. Your word says we can't even love our neighbor if we don't have a love for ourselves. It says love your neighbor the way you love yourself. So if the love we have for ourselves are not in line with God's divine order and plan, how can we love people? Yet the world that we live in today are governed by love. Everybody's talking by love, talking of love, talking for talking about love. We want love, yet our love seems not to be in line with how you define how we should express love. And so, Father, help us to start loving ourselves the way you loved us. So when we look at our brothers and our sisters, we can truly love them the way you want us to love them. Love without ambition. Love without an agenda. Love without something to, to gain. We love because we just need to love. So Father, we thank you. We honor you. Continue to speak to us through the day. Continue to minister to us. Continue, Father, to Help us to understand these things. Help us to find more out of what we've been talking about. All I'm just doing is to tease the people to go make a finding, to go search, to go long for more on these things. So I thank you. I bless you. I pray, oh God, as we begin this walk week, oh Father, I pray for my brothers and my sister. Enable them. Give them a sense of quietness. Give them peace. Your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May they know you, Holy Spirit. May they live life empowered by you. May they go out there and root out the, 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 the kingdom of Babylon. May your name be magnified in their life. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you for a brand new day. For this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We appreciate you. Thank you for all the men of God, Father, that has joined me this morning. I see Apostle Becky, Andre, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I see my dear brother, uh, uh, Barton Williams, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Pastor Edgar, amen. Famine, thank you. Sister Tina, Pastor Edgar, thank you so much. Everyone, I appreciate everyone that has connected with us this morning. Please continue to 
pray for me. May the Lord continue to empower me to, as we continue to deal with this thing. All right, amen. Uh, like the, the page. All right, share it. Amen. Uh, uh, if you if you enjoy what you've heard, amen. Thank you so much. Hopefully, I might come later on. We continue with pattern for living. What a teaching we did yesterday. Pattern for living. What an impact. What a message. Amen. Please listen to it. Thank you. God bless you. Have a prosperous day. Bye bye.